Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, we go into COVID mask talk. Uh, how many masks should you wear? I feel like 15 isn't enough. Pat, is a, he's a 20 mask at a time kind of guy. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, because I, I, I understand that uh, just the regular mask, it doesn't uh, keep the COVID out necessarily. Yeah. And I expect this is why Glenn is out. He was only wearing like 12 masks. Right. So he's sick. It's got to be 20 layers. 20 layers of masks or is the only appropriate uh, amount of masks. Uh, we talk about that. We have Colin Kaepernick, who uh, thinks you've, the country is white supremacy paras- paradise, but also is signing contracts with Disney for millions of dollars. Unbelievable. Disney, book deals. Oh, he's got a Netflix situation. Uh, this is going to be so irritating. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of uh, a slew of new anti-Donald Trump books, tell-alls, from people who are in the family, who are in the administration, who are close to the, the uh, FLOTUS. It's just a barrage of them. I guess everyone's trying to take their cash in here before the election. We'll get into some of that as well. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, this podcast and rate and review it, as well as Pat Gray Unleash. That uh, podcast is available as well every single day for free. And Stu Does America. Also, I want to encourage you to uh, check out the Stu Does America feed on YouTube. Uh, Why? Um, Well, we have our 100th episode uh, coming up on Friday. And we're going to be doing a special celebration where we um, uh, do a power hour. That's one shot of beer per hour and attempt to talk politics throughout the entire thing. Chad Prather is going to be there. Sarah Gonzalez will be there. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, (laughs) So make sure you go to the YouTube page. Just uh, go to YouTube, search for Stu. And I'll be the first one there. And Pat Gray Unleashed is also on YouTube. You can get those shows there as well. Lots of good stuff. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. In a world where nothing makes any sense whatsoever, a guy who was absolutely celebrated for the last five years for his play on Broadway, Hamilton, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, this is a good oh, story. Oh, what a hero the guy is. Oh, yeah. Because he took white people and made them black. Um, if you tried the reverse of that, if you, if you had a bunch of black people that you decided, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put white actors in there. Can you imagine? They'd tear down the theater. Oh, yeah. And we've seen it. I mean, they've they yes. canceled all of these people. They have to come crying and begging for your forgiveness for accepting a job they were offered. But okay, they made all the founding fathers black. And, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think, is Hispanic. And he was playing Hamilton. So uh, it was celebrated by every person on the left. Bill and Hillary Clinton loved it. The Obamas adored it. And when Mike Pence went to go see it, like he got booed in the audience, right. remember? Like, right. That's how woke they were. Oh, so woke. Mike Pence and can't so even wonderful. see our play. Right. Because it's woke and wonderful, and mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. Well, now, all of a sudden, ooh, that's really problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say good things about the Founding Fathers. And you know, the Founding Fathers were actually white people, and, and they were slave owners. And that's the only thing we can remember about them. And can we talk about how problematic it is that you're um, uh, taking black culture in the, with, the, with the music and just taking it away from black people and putting it, foisting right. it upon the audience right. through a Hispanic man and, and, and white historical slave owners? All of which is problematic. All now. of it's problematic. All of Pat. a sudden. Yeah. That's problematic. Huh. <laughs> it's so amazing. By the way, do, do we... Did we uh, does anybody know the founding fathers didn't actually rap? Did we? Did people know that? Pardon me. Yeah, they didn't. The first rap song was like 
1979, I think. <laughs> Something delight. Rapper's Delight yeah, rapper's by the delight. Sugar Hill Gang. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that was that was post-Founding Fathers. In- interestingly, that song started in 1979, still going uh, <laughs> yes. today. It's yes. still, it's the longest song. I don't know. All I remember them talking about dinner. One of them was talking about having dinner over someone's house. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's all I remember yeah. about that song. It's like, look, that's an interesting thing. Not not a lot of people do it. <laughs> not a lot of people sing and perform about having dinner over someone's house. The only part I remember about that song is Wham Bam Ho Jam Holiday Inn. <laughs> and uh, that meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me. At the oh, time. you have a bumper sticker on your yeah, car. I do. That says Wham that. Bam Ho Jam. Holiday Inn. Yeah, I was wondering. I wonder why he has that. Now I know. If your girlfriend diss you, then you take her friend. I think is how okay. it goes. Something like that. Hey, yeah. I, I want to make sure that everyone knows that we are not being critical in any way of those no. high level lyrics. No, I love them. I'm very critical of the Constitution and our founding documents, but oh, not yeah, that's, that's trash. Delight. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting because they have turned on this now completely. Uh, they, they are saying that it is a big problem that mm. uh, that this you you know one of the things all of a sudden now it's yeah, a big problem right and like what's interesting about the the Hamilton thing in particular because there's so many of these stories mm. but the Hamilton one is interesting in particular because the only reason to like Hamilton is if you respect the story of the founders like if yeah. you love our country and yes. love how it was founded and you want a different way to essentially get history right which is obviously a bs history but still like it's an entertaining presentation of history but you have to like the history mm-hmm. you have to think oh god these guys did something great in our world because they actually way do to... admit that yeah in the play right you can't do that now no you can't that's a big problem yeah it, it, it's so ridiculous all of these things that were designed to be woke essentially are now not woke enough. And that's the lesson. You're mm. never going to be woke enough. There's never going to be a time where you're woke enough. Halle Berry yesterday. Halle Berry, a, 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 as you may know, an African-American actress. She was the, wasn't she the first African-American actress to be nominated for best actress? Or I don't remember which one it was. She was in, she, she uh, can't think of the name of the movie. It was sort of a dark movie she was in. Um, but it was, it was very well received. Billy Monsters Bob? Ball? Uh, Monsters Ball, yeah, Monsters yeah, Ball. Yeah, yeah. And so she she now is in um, retreat mode because she had the audacity to accept a job uh, acting in a role as a transgendered person. Oh now, my. she herself... She's not trans. She is female. One of the 900 She's a biological genders. female. Biological female. And I think identifies as such. I, I think so, too. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I believe so. And... She huh. now is had to, you know, I can't, I should not have taken this role. I'm so sorry. She's apologizing to everybody. And, and what's funny about it is like, this used to be the sign That's of unreal. a woke actress, right? Right. The beautiful woman yep. who would take the role as, I mean, we saw it in, with, with Charlize Theron, Theron in, in Monster. And all yeah. uglied up yeah. in, was that Monster's Ball or was that? Monster's Ball and Monster are two different Monster, movies. Monster, okay. Very I dark. think it was Monster. <laughs> Monster was yeah. the female serial killer. I, and I she was celebrated. Yeah. She had no makeup on and she didn't comb her hair. Yeah. And so th- she really took a risk there. Yeah. There was like a kind of a, a com- comedian's trope over the years where it would be like you'd make fun of the actress who took the, the role as a handicapped person or uh, the, yes. the, very, the very straight actress who would take a job as a gay person to show that they, they understood those communities 
And that used to be the thing that would get you woke and get you an Oscar. So now the thing is, you can't ugly yourself up. You actually have to get an ugly actress to play that yes. part. Yes. <laughs> That's actually a beautiful woman. She can't play an ugly part. Yeah. What about ugly actresses? How do they get gigs? <laughs> What about what? About, <laughs> I want to see that happen. I, I do too. I want to see it's, that happen now. It can't be far away. It can't be. What about taking? <laughs> what if there was someone who was not believable in their life, and you're you're replacing them with an actress who's a good actress? I think you'd have to have a crappy actress <laughs> play the role of someone who can't act. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's, it, it sounds ridiculous. Charlize Theron had a similar incident lately, right? With a transgender. I think it was a transgender. I think it role. was her. Yeah. The, yeah. This one I was fascinated by was was Kristen Bell. You may remember she's married to Dax Shepard. She's in a bunch of commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been in various. They actually, do good commercials together. Yeah, they're good. She and her husband. They're I kind think. of a nice little couple, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so she took a role on a cartoon that I think was on. Net, I think is on Netflix, and she plays a um, an ex, uh, a character called Molly on a show uh, named Central uh, Central Park. I've never seen the show, but this is her statement. She came out now that the she it's a voice of a child who is mixed race. Now, Plus, she's not a child. Right, she's not a child. Right, th- right. What? She's not a child, and she's not mixed race. <laughs> and she was playing this role on this cartoon. Oh, this is what man. she said. This is her her st- her statement about her stepping down as the voice of a freaking cartoon character. This is a time to acknowledge our acts of complicity. Here is one of mine playing the character of Molly on Central Park shows a oh lack gosh. of awareness of my pervasive privilege casting a mixed race character with a white actress undermines the specificity of the mixed race and black American experience. Okay. First of all, it's mixed race. So you can't have a black person do it, right? Because it's, it's the specificity of the mixed race experience. Is you have to find someone mixed who's race. mixed race. And, and like, like you're not she acts as if she was like an accountant for the the, the ss like you didn't like you played you were the voice you're not complicit you played the voice of a cartoon character relax first of all yeah and and you know the if was you were, anybody calling for her to step down for that role I don't think so. I, I think you always get one or two activists that say this. You know, it's the same thing that started like years ago when they were like, you know what, Apu on the symptoms. Simpsons is a bad, is it problematic? Yeah. And at first everyone's like, what? Like, you know, first of all, he's a, he's seemingly a very good guy on the show. One of the only people on the show who's a good person. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's one of the most prominent roles. And like, yeah, it's voiced by, you know, Hank Azaria, but, you know... I, Oh, he's does a does a silly that voice. Used to be okay. Used to be okay. Now not okay. Now mm-hmm. Pooh's gone. Um, now you might say to yourself, "Well, they could just get a mixed race character, right, to go right. along." Yeah. No, you can't do that either. Oh, you can't. No, because um, uh, Jenny Slate. Uh, Jenny Slate is a, another comedic actress who, of course, you remember from all of her uh, works, all the Jenny Slate the spectrum things that she does. And does entire, so well. Yeah, the entire spectrum. We're, yeah. we're, all, we're fans of all of them. Yeah, I mean, all, all multi-format media empire yeah. or f- entertainment empire, I, I guess. I just ordered her eight-track collection. Did you really? Yes, and wow. it just came in. It's wow. incredible. So she stepped down as well as the voice of a frigging cartoon because she is also uh, white and playing the role of a mixed race. Now, I don't know why this is so widespread in Hollywood. I don't know why they're just realizing it now. Here's her quote. Now, again... She is a white person, but she's also Jewish. Okay. 
All right. Um, so again, Jewish, you could say religion, race, you know, all sorts of different things people say about that. But she, she says this at the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was permissible for me to play Missy, which is a freaking cartoon character, by the way, because her mom is Jewish and white as am I. But Missy is also black and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. Now, what she about is, the white part? The, the white part, right? Mm -hmm. She is a literal match, white and Jewish, of the mom of this character. <laughs> and even that's not specific enough. She had to abandon her job. And I don't know her. So but ridiculous. It doesn't, I don't, does she have... Does she have a lot of this stuff going? Does she have offers of this level coming in like crazy? I mean, she's, you know, Kristen Bell, her husband hosts one of the most popular podcasts in the country, is also an actor. They, they make plenty of money. They've mm -hmm. got a $4 million house. They're doing okay. I don't know. Is Jenny Slate doing okay? She might be. I don't know anything about her other than the 8-track collection that I just bought, so I don't know. <laughs> but, like, this is what she says. She says, engaging, um, playing Missy, she's engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Ending my portrayal of Missy is one step in a lifelong process of, uncover of uncovering the racism in my actions. First of all, in this particular case, you are literally not erasing a black person. You're drawing one. It's the exact opposite of black erasure. You're actually drawing a black person. Okay? That's number one. Number two, it, I know, Pat, we're supposed to understand the stories of these women. And they own their own truth. I hope you know that. They own their own truth. Right. That's beautiful. So who are we to disagree exactly. when they acknowledge their own racism? Mm -hmm. When they say they're a racist, I guess they're racists. I don't want to take that away from them. <laughs> I would say that doesn't sound very racist, but you know what? They're saying it's ra they're racist, and mm -hmm. I don't want to take their truth away from them. Well, it's your white privilege yes. saying that it's not racist. Right. It is racist. It is racist. It's their big, fat, dirty racists. Yes. They are basically David Duke in a cocktail dress. Thank you. And I'm glad they have admitted that and expressed their truth. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have necessarily seen it that way. But they've told us that they're racist, so we must accept their racism. Who are we? Who are we? I'm not a racist. No. If I was doing a character uh, like Missy, uh, I would say, why am I a man doing it? And right. they'd say, how dare you? Yeah. What if it's a trans child? And then I would say, <laughs> well, I'm not a child. They'd say, um, well, I guess if you are identifying as a child, then you are. This is the thing. You just need to get out ahead of these things. Before you accept the role, you need to identify in the nine different ways that define the character. Which, by the way, we are talking about a job. We, the only requirement of this job is pretending to be something that you're not. <laughs> it is acting. It's legitimately, fundamentally, the only thing you have to do in this job is pretending you're someone that you're not. And they still can't get this through their heads. You're never going to have, unless you get the person, you're going to have to do, every movie's going to have to be like private parts with Howard Stern where they all play themselves because it's the only person you're allowed to play. <laughs> I, I can be specific as, as Howard Stern, I can play Howard Stern. As Robin Quivers, I can play Robin Quivers. Outside of that, mm -hmm. how can you even have this industry anymore? This no, is all nonsensical. And there's no limiting principle here, Pat. You know, there's no reason why what I'm saying uh, as Howard Stern ha can only play Howard Stern is, is untrue. There's no there's mm -hmm. no part of their reasoning that makes it so that wouldn't be the case. There's no no quite the opposite no limiting principle on this. quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
Stu was just talking about this video where a, uh, a young woman asks other young people about the statistics of how many unarmed black people were killed by police last year. Um, and so the, the guesses are wide ranging, <laughs> I, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the answer, of course, well, they, they get into the answer. Uh, I think we've said it enough times. It was actually nine. Nine unarmed uh, black. Was it 18 for whites? Was it 18 unarmed whites last year? Something to that. Yeah. I think it was about double. Um, but here's here were some of the guesses. So, um, of course, police brutality has been a very big subject lately. How many unarmed black men do you think were killed by police um, over the past year? Over the past year, um, I think... I think blacks get killed by the police unarmed way more than white people. But, um, like, have you seen no. any numbers or statistics? Like, do you know if it's a couple hundred or a couple thousand by chance? I don't know the exact statistics offhand. Thousands, thousands. Right thousands. now, I, I believe I saw a post that said that right now 493 have been killed th- just this year. Mm, no. How, I can't put a number on that because I genuinely do not know. I honestly don't know the the answer the honesty at least yeah um and you know as you're out there protesting shouldn't you know something like that shouldn't shouldn't you have done a little research on this and know what you're talking about know what you're protesting yeah the order of events is important learn then protest exactly understand the issue you're talking about then go march that would be nice Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that would make a lot of sense to most of it a thousand a thousand at least at least more members of the black community compared to members of the white community as a whole are stop this one for a second but i love this one because <laughs> he he realizes he doesn't understand he doesn't know the number yeah okay and then he decides to back off to something he's sure is true right mm-hmm. more members of the black community than the white community for sure which is not true which is not true and he realizes that about halfway through his sentence too because <laughs> <laughs> he's not sure of that yeah he doesn't have any stats on any of it but he tries to fake his way through it. Killed in general. I, I, I think that that might not be true. But yeah, you know. it isn't. We're in how big of a region? In Just America. in all of America. Yeah, in America. Oh, well. I, it would be that would be so hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Trillions. It would be hard for me to even guess that. I would imagine, you know, probably in the dozens of thousands at least. In the dozens of thousands at least. Could be hundreds of thousands. It could be millions. It could be billions or trillions. Like uh, Stu just guessed trillions. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? I don't know. Maybe. Is it quadrillions? I know it's at least trillions, <laughs> but it could be quadrillions. Is it a bajillion? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. What am I? What am I? Uh, I forget what I'm doing there. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gun guy. What was it? He was. What am I? That's, uh, that's sad. Yeah. That we've we that we've forgotten so quickly. Only ten years after that event. Yep. Anyway, there were there were more guesses thousands probably thousands in just in a week to yeah. if you're talking about all america yeah monthly yeah. probably thousands monthly i thousands. i wish i knew that number but it way too many than than it should so mm-hmm. do you think it's like a couple hundred couple thousand like do you think you can get like a ballpark at all based off of like media reports videos you've seen i would say in the hundreds near thousands mm-hmm. what you, i'm not sure do you know so I was actually reading um, a statistic in the Wall Street Journal because I was asking people this question and I really wasn't sure either. And the Wall Street Journal said that last year, um, nine unarmed black men were killed by police. You know, I think... Wait, before we get to his answer, by the way, in the same sentence, it was nine unarmed black people, 19 
unarmed white people. So that's the stat from last year. That's tough to hear. And when people see that, <laughs> yeah. they, it just yeah. perpetuates their own bias. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like I I'm said, sorry. It's the truth. It's reality. It is a fact. It doesn't perpetuate anybody's bias. It just informs you as to what reality is. Yeah. It's not perpetuating a bias. No. And, and you know, <laughs> that is, it, it, that's a huge thing because Jeez. I love it's a, He's obviously showing his own bias by immediately saying, dismissing the actual fact of the matter. Only nine people were killed. Right. Uh, and saying, well, all that does is perpetuate bias. But it's not just people, random people in, in colleges that do this. There is a story in the Washington Post that came out this weekend about the Washington Redskins. And, you know, the whole Redskins name controversy has been going on for, for many years. And uh, one of the biggest talking points, and the reason it's kind of gone away for years and years, was the fact that multiple polls showed that 90% of, of Native Americans were not bothered by the name. This has happened over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. For multiple pollsters, multiple mm-hmm. years, they, they, it's, it's sort of one of those things that shuts down the debate. All right, why are we pissed off about it if 90% <laughs> When they're not! Of, right, when they're not. And so there was a, a, um, a story in the Washington Post which basically came out and apologized for their own poll. Where they said, hey, you know, we're sorry to shut down debate over this issue because our poll was basically responsible for no one caring about this anymore. <laughs> and, and it's like, wait a minute. Are you a news organization? Uh, man, that's amazing. Why are you apologizing for, for reporting for accurately the yeah. group you say should be offended that isn't? Again, we're we're always doing this where we say, "Oh, as white people, we can tell you, Native American, African American, uh, what you should be offended by." And if you're not appropriately offended the way you should be, we'll just take the thing off the market. There will be no more Washington Redskins. There will be no more Aunt Jemima. We'll just get rid of it. So therefore, you can't be lured into the sense of not being offended over this thing you're not offended by. I'm actually offended that you keep leaving off that list. Uh, you mentioned Aunt Jemima. Where's Uncle Ben? <laughs> Why have you chosen you know, a-, a black man who's smiling on the label? <laughs> what a stereotype that means that they think black people smile all the time <laughs> i know it's i like, don't understand the uncle po- ben thing no, i really don't get it aunt jemima i mean or, there yeah. were there was a time where aunt jemima was used in a, in a way that was not uh yeah, a long time ago a long time ago and aunt jemima you know we've brought this up african-americans buy aunt jemima at like four times the rate of any other group they so they're apparently it. not offended by the label right because they, they bring it into their home on a regular basis and how could you be think about this for a second i'm trying to think of what the right product is uh you know if you were an african-american and you go to buy a product there's lots of products with white smiling faces on them. Mm-hmm. Here's one that has a black smiling face on it. A motherly mm-hmm. figure who's taking care of uh, of breakfast for you because she makes, makes great freaking pancakes. Or pancakes. Yeah, or exactly. Syrup and pancakes. Well, of course you'd be drawn to that product as an yeah. African-American because you don't yeah. see it as like some racist thing. You see it as like, you know, hey, here's someone who's a friendly face that's familiar. And, and it seems to have been targeted specifically at African-Americans who buy it at in gigantic rates. Listen to this quote from Washington Post. This is the headline of the story I'm talking about. A survey explores how Native Americans feel about the name Washington Redskins. No, it's not that survey. This one is new. 
Like what? The, it's your survey. Why? Why are you degrading your own work? Think about this: the Washington Post, in a time where media organizations are struggling, Jeez. came up with a poll in 2016 that totally changed a debate to the factual arrangement in which minorities' opinions were respected, and yeah. they're imp- apologizing for it. They go on to say the Post poll has been blamed for killing the debate. The truth is, our collective response did, and that never should have happened. The name is a dictionary-defined slur. Whether or not 10% of Native Americans or 50% of your coworkers or your favorite aunt acknowledge it. Like, what? You're totally dismissing the opinion of the group you say is offended, as if they don't matter at all. And, and, and that is, like, excusable in this, in this circumstance. Um, and by the way, they, they decided they, they got a new poll. This one said only 70% of Native Americans didn't care about it. So they now now they're constant beating them over the head for multiple decades. And what do you want to bet? It was a push poll. Where it they was, were, it yeah. totally was. So they gave them 40 uh, emotions because they wanted to get, okay, maybe that top line number yep. isn't great. But if we can get kind of fine, like some of them are offended, we can highlight that part. This is what the, uh, <laughs> this is, they had to put this in their own article. Quote, the reasons they gave for feeling, uh, for feeling that way, uh, 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 that they weren't offended, um, it's, it's just a name, it honors or represents their heritage, and people are overly sensitive. That's what the Native Americans said. The survey presented How respondents... How dare they? They don't know any better then. No, they don't know. We've got to help them no, be offended. We've got to help them. Um, the survey presented oh, respondents with more geez. than 40 emotions and asked them to indicate whether each represented how they felt about the team's name. The word picked most was proud. <laughs> They're trying so oh hard to tell Native Americans they should hate this name. And like the story of the logo is amazing. Like it was, it used to just be an R. That was the logo for the Redskins. And yeah. a Native American came in and you, they used a real Native American as a model because the Native Americans felt like it shouldn't, if it's Redskins, it shouldn't just be an R. You should have us represented. So they came up with this great logo that was designed mm-hmm. by Native Americans <laughs> using a real Native American model. And that's offensive. They're going to get rid of the logo now, supposedly. It's not 100% confirmed, but ESPN is reporting that the, the name is going to change. Logo still up in the air. Um, now, we don't know the for sure. The name is going to change. Did you see their statement? I mean, their statement was Which, like. Uh, I mean, Dan Snyder is is he caving in now? That's that's what they believe. So the the statement wow. came out from the Redskins, which was like, in this time, we feel we need to look at the name and study whether it's okay for people. Like wow. it was one of those, for, you know, and it, it certainly read as if they were going to overturn it. Yeah. The reporting afterward mm-hmm. has said they are going to do it within the next couple of months. They think before the twenty twenty season. They will change the name of the Redskins before the 2020 season. Reporting's been wrong before, but that is the current uh, state of the reporting. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, now he I, has been so... Daniel Snyder, the yeah. owner, has been so steadfast on that. Yeah. And he said we'll never change it. pretty amazing how much he stood up to this nonsense. As an Eagles but fan, it's the only is, reason I like the Redskins. It's the only thing I've ever done that I've actually liked. And again, like I don't have any, I don't have any affinity for the Redskins name. It's just the folding yes. for no reason. When they have the facts when nobody's offended on by their it. side, it started obviously as a a, a piece of uh, of of essentially propaganda to honor the Washington to, to honor the uh, the uh, Native Americans. Um, they were honoring the coach at the time, mm-hmm. several players at the time. You go back to the history of the word; it was a Native American term 
use to describe themselves. Uh, this is unquestioned in history. Like even people who oppose it and actually know the the effects don't question that. They say that at some point some people use it in a derogatory way. Although there's much more evidence that it was not used that way. Like it was. It's not that it's never been used that way. But again, I asked the audience and I asked you, Pat, have you ever, honestly, in your entire life, ever heard one person? use that term in a derogatory way towards Native Americans. No. Ever. No. I have literally I I have. never heard it. The only time I've ever heard it is there's one quote from a Minnesota newspaper in 1863 that every one of these stories highlights <laughs> where they did use it in a derogatory way, but of course was not around in 1863, did not get that. But we know that it started as a good term. We know that when the team named it, uh, it was a good term. It was meant to honor Native Americans. But 160 and, years ago, somebody did use it in a yeah. derogatory way. And it's like... Amazing. Fundamentally, Pat. Wow. When you're naming your team, you don't mm. name it after something you hate. Right. Right? You right. name it after something you want to root for and honor. You know, I wouldn't name my team the North Texas Avocados because avocados are evil. <laughs> I hate them. So I wouldn't name my team after that. I'd name it the Cheesy Fries because I like Cheesy Fries. That's it makes not very sense. Tough, but doesn't sound menacing. But okay, right? It doesn't have to be menacing. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It, it, the, I mean, the new our pelican, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans don't seem all that menacing. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> this is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there's also something. Speaking of uh, NFL quarterbacks. Um, Patrick Mahomes had a pretty good day yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Where he signed a fairly significant contract. Uh, well, a bit of an extension of a current one. Yeah. He's um, got a two-year deal right now, and they extended it 10 more years. So 12 years. 12 years. $477 million. And it could go up to $503 million. Yeah, 503. A That's half a billion, billion dollars. dollars. Now, my, I think the highest ever for a quarterback was like, gosh. what, 150 160 something like that? Uh, and it's like three so. times as big as any other co- quarterback's contract the, in the history. The previous biggest sports contract was uh, Mike Trout, I yeah. think, with the Angels, which was 425 or yeah. 430 over but 10 years. It's a little more common in baseball. I mean, yeah. nobody gets that kind of contract. And that was football. fully guaranteed completely. He's got $430 million definitely coming to him. Trout. Uh, Trout. Yes. In the next 10 years. That's not the case. With not the, the case for Mahomes. But still... You I know. think 140 is fully guaranteed, which is pretty. You that's know. not bad. But again, that's more than like any other quarterback ever. Right. That what, for their entire but think contract of that. value. He's guaranteed, no matter what happens. Now, he could break a leg and never play again, like uh, Theismann, which yeah. I certainly don't wish on anybody. Uh, but he'd make 140 million dollars. And by the way, he's 23 years old. <laughs> $477 million coming to him. He's Incredible. 23. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible.